all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. It's Revenge versus Legacy Sunday when the Chiefs tackle the 49ers. Make ESPN Wichita part of your Super Bowl festivities beginning Sunday morning at 8 with our Chiefs tailgate. Wall-to-wall coverage continues with the pregame show, Chiefs pressers, and Westwood One's insider coverage of the kickoff and official play-by-play. And once the game clock hits zero, listen for post-game reaction and interviews. All Sunday on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Red Friday is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock. Dying on this day, the great Bill Haley. Bill Haley in the comments. Rock around the clock. Hour number two here on a Friday, having some fun with MLB umpire Todd Tishner dropping by the studio. Joining us for a couple of segments, Kansas resident. And I'm going to guess you're getting ready for spring training. Is it uh, the same kind of ramp up for you guys as it is uh, players? Do you uh, Will you be on a crew for the first spring training game, whatever that is? Yeah, um, I, I think that they do a couple of those little exhibition games where they might play some college teams and stuff. They, we don't do that stuff. So my first game, I go down uh, 26th of February. Um, once you get some time in the big leagues, they, they let you take a half schedule. And so instead of doing 23 or 24 big uh, spring training games, I think I have a schedule of like 16. Okay. Um, so I'll be down there for about 20 days, get a, get a couple of days off um, to recoup. Uh, after the the older I get, those those plate jobs, uh, they you, you start getting a little more sore. So they give you those days off after the plate jobs to you know to uh, figure figure yourself out and get through it. All right, we've got a handful of questions that we're going to try to get to in addition to the ones that I have. So uh, there'll be a mixed bag here on the text line. Uh, Texter said, and you can be as specific or as general as you want here, what determines who gets tossed from a game? How much slack do they get? Yeah, uh, it, it, I, it, I, obviously you have to go through it. Um, there are guidelines. I actually, I just spoke to an officiating class in Marion, Kansas this morning, and we went over this. Um, so before we got here, um, there is, there's about eight or nine different, uh, subjects, you know, that are an ejectable offense. I, I look at it as, it's, this is no way compares to it, but as a police officer, um, mm-hmm. if a police officer is going to arrest you, he has to have um, ver- probable, probable cause. cause. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so, you know, there are a few things. I would say the most probable cause is probably arguing balls and strikes right mm-hmm. now. Can't do that. You can't, leave your, you can't leave your position to argue balls and strikes. It's that simple. Now, am I old enough to um, be able to handle getting yelled at on, on balls and strikes? Yeah, I can, I can handle it. So... I'm not going to just eject you for that, um, but we'll, we'll get through it. Now, if you're going to argue three or four innings worth, then you know, as long as I, I get a warning in and warn you that you, I have had enough. Um, then the next offense is it is, as simple as that. I've had enough. I've had enough. Okay. And and yes, has that ran, that I've had enough ran in with the ejection mechanic? Yes. So, you know, you know, I, we we learn from our situations. You learn from it. We're human. Um, yeah, that's it's as simple as that. Um, the, it's baseball, so is there cursing? Yes, it's not church. <laughs> right. Um, you can 
say the F word. You can cuss, but do you say you on the end of it? Anything with you on the end of it's probably going to be so. Automatic. That part of Bull Durham is absolutely right. <laughs> exactly. If you right. say you, that's one of the triggers. All right, good to know. Uh, one other question, and this kind of has to do with uh, your unique experience from being in the minor leagues without, I don't even th- know if they have this anymore, Quest Tech, the boxes hmm. on TV, you know, hmm. that sort of thing, where the games aren't televised, and now you're in the big leagues that are televised. One question is, do you watch video of games during the season, see what you could have done better or differently? If so, has your zone adjusted over the years? 1,000%. Yeah. Um, I think all the, the newer umpires basically are trained on it. So they don't know any different. Now I've had to go through it because I, do, I wasn't trained on that quest tech on the K zone, mm-hmm. and, you know? And right. so yes, um, every day after every play job tomorrow by noon, I'm going to get on my virtual office. I'm going to pull up my scores. I'm going to pull up every pitch. Um, it's going to, I'm going to be able to click on the video that was shown on TV. I'm going to be able to click on the video that they have for their, I call them 3d cameras, but it's way better, way more than 3d, whatever they do to track that pitch, uh, to the uh, plate from when it leaves his hand. And I will see exactly if I missed a pitch by two inches, if I missed it by 2.4, if I missed it by 2.6, I'll be able to click on that pitch. Um, and then really it's about assessing where was I at? Did I have quick timing? Was I too fast? Was the catcher in a little different, little different position? What can I do better to be able to see that pitch when it comes again? And then again, the human side of it happens. I'm human. I'm going to miss some stuff. And we all see it on Twitter. There's a Twitter <laughs> handle basically yeah. uh, dedicated to you guys and what you do behind the plate. That's yeah. got to be a little nerve wracking knowing that every single pitch is going to be scrutinized. It, 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 it uh, Mentally, it really does uh, uh, put a stressor on you, um, especially because when I'm looking at the exact uh, system that MLB has set up in there in the uh, in the stadiums, it's not the same as the, it shows on the K Zone on Sunday Night Baseball, and mm-hmm. I, you know I get to see that. I get to click uh, the 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 Sunday night national TV game. And then I get to click theirs and I see it. And then the pitches don't match up in the box. And it's like, what? I don't understand what, you know, I don't understand the people saw that and they say, I missed it, but this one shows it's right. Right. And that's the hard part. You know, those, uh, those accounts are off of raw data. So, um, whatever that means, I don't, I'm not that smart to know that raw data of a pitch that hits the bottom of the zone that bounces that, pit they say i missed that pitch mm-hmm. but you don't want me to call that pitch you know and so the baseball doesn't want me to call that pitch so it's a good direct you know it's um it's a good relationship to see it's a kicker in the butt when it shows that you missed a bunch for sure yeah you know so over the years but i, I suppose maybe before the twitter era but you still being in the big leagues who is the best framer as a catcher that made everything look like a strike and put pressure on you to call a lot of strikes that's it's a the two guys that come up to mind, uh, J.R. House, he's a third base coach for the Reds. Uh, he was one of the best catchers I ever had. And then J.D. Klosser, which I believe might have some ties around here, maybe not. I don't know. J.D. Klosser, I think, was a backup for Tennessee football, maybe. Um, the, there were some minor league guys that, well, just like umpires, that, that they just don't make it because of numbers. And those, I always remember those two being just awesome with me in the minor leagues. Um, obviously, the big leagues. It's a great working relationship that I have. I try to have with the catchers. Um, I really, um, you know, everybody always asks me around here about Salvi, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Salvi's and I have a great relationship. He always sees that I'm number 13. So he's, yeah, that's he's right. Number 13. Yeah. So, uh, it, someday, you know, we, we don't get to, 
we don't really get to fraternize with them, but someday we'll we'll talk when when I'm done or he's done and about switching our number thirteens and you know give him a little you know. But uh, that'll be someday, you know. And he, uh, all I can ask for is somebody that lets me work. Um, you know, you know, I don't need the anybody doesn't need jabbed every day at work. And so that uh, where's that picture? Hey, how's this? Where's that? Just just let me work. I'll, I'll know. It's the best way to do that. To ask you, is that as far as it goes? Sure. As a hitter, for well, example? You know, for, uh, yeah. Let, let's be personable. Let's talk. You know? Hey, is that, is that as far as you go? Is that it? Is that the, is that the um, uh, corner? Is that the top of the zone? Is that the bottom of the zone? Or uh, uh, a pitcher, especially walking off the, you know, after an inning, you know, hey, that one pitch, you know, that was just in or that's just out. But it's the, the person which is just a, you know, this could pile up for seven or eight days. We didn't know that this guy went over twenty, right? Or this pitcher is zero and seven, or you know, we don't know any of that, and so all that can boil up on any given point. on any given day. You talked about this a little bit uh, from your time in the minor leagues. Talking to Todd Tishner, MLB umpire, joining us. So you have no home stands. That's clear. You're traveling all the time, but now that you're in the big leagues, where are you for the longest amount of time, and how long is that? Can you, will you stay with the team for a whole homestand? How, how's that go? Uh, no, they, they do not want you to do that because okay. then you'll have two play jobs with them. And so they try to straight, straight, stretch out those two play jobs, um, that you're going to see. They have it mathematically down to where you'll only see like, uh, a team maybe four times on the plate at the most. I don't know the exact number, but mm-hmm. it's, it's close to that. Um, and so I'm in a town for one series. So there's most of them are three game series. There's a few two games and a few four games, right? And so, We'll be in for that series, and then we move to the, we move on. Um, we, we, per our contract, they can't make us go two different time zones, so without yeah. a day off. So you know that's a good thing. I think the players have something similar. Um, and then you say, where do I stay the most? Is now that instant replay is involved, the um, offices are in New York, and we have to go to all every crew has to go in at least once, some two two times, and do seven days. You do a whole week of replay. So, so I'm the one when when you're on the field and you see that umpire putting his headset on, I'll be the one in New York talking to you. Um, we we don't want say a person from New York being the one that flips us and, and see what if it's you know uh, there could be some uh, non some non bias or some yep. you know some biasness. So they put the umpires in, and so the umpires are the one that are the ones that are checking the replay and so seven days and that you're off the field you're off your feet physically for seven days um being from kansas the best two days for me um in new york are probably the first day and the last day uh, <laughs> right um right. uh you know all the horns and you know it's constant it's constant in new york you've been there and so it's nice to be off the field but it is mentally draining because you don't want that one what if you have that one slide rule at home plate you know that everybody's upset about and, mm-hmm. you know it, it eats at me i want to be right You've done just about everything, uh, World Baseball Classic, World Series, LCS, Division, Wild Cards, All-Star Games. Which is the most special of the special assignments? Wow. Um, you know, somebody asked me this morning, one of those kids, and, and you know, the perfect game. That's probably not on there because that's not even shown. I, I got Dallas to, Braden? Yeah, it's Braden. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty pretty special day. I was the only call-up. I wasn't full-time at that time, and I was the only call-up up that day. And So you don't know where you're going to be for a call-up, and I just happened to be – had a perfect game. I'm <laughs> crazy, you know, and I didn't realize until afterwards how special that was. You know, I mean, how, how 20 now, is there 21, something like yeah, that, you know, something and, like so, that. Yeah. And, and all of baseball. And so I was on the field for that. Um, this year getting to work the plate in the all-star game, um, 
you know, there's only been 100 All-Star games, one a year for 100 years, and there's not very many plate umpires, and I get to see that I was a plate umpire for that All-Star game this year. That Can was, you tell us the ideology? What what went into that? How did you earn that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, and, and who cares, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that it's uh, – it's, I tell people it's just like life in any business. It's probably going to be a little political, a little did you get things right? Did you – what kind of person? What, you know, what's going on with your – right now? Is it uh, – I'd probably say they're not going to just let you do back-to-back All-Star games. So how long has it been before you've done, done another All-Star game? Uh, I worked my first one in 2014, so I was, I was due for one. That was fine. Um, but to get that phone call that, you know, Mike Hill is our – he's a, a GM. He was a GM at uh, Miami. He's our boss now. He took over for Joe Torre when Joe was our boss. And, you know, to get that – the first phone call for the first World Series was from Joe Torre and then from Mike to call on this one and – tell me I was working the plate was a, it was pretty special. Um, but then it just kicks in and grinds. It's that mental. Like, I want to be right and ready to go. You know, talking to Todd Tishner, major league baseball umpire in the minor leagues. Do you ever call a no hitter? Do you ever had the dish for a no hitter? No. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I don't remember. That's not have been that memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I remember the 18 inning game. Um, and I'm pretty sure I had a no hitter, but yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. That's a lot of games yeah. where you, I may have called a no, I may have been behind the dish and no hitter. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. What about the other two? Okay. You, you mentioned Dallas Braden, perfect game, May 9th, 2010. You, according to your Wikipedia page, were on the field for two other no hitters. Do you know who they were? Uh, one was in Miami. Um, Bill Miller was working the plate, but I don't even remember the pitcher. Eddie Volquez. Okay, was. All right, all right. I'll give you partial credit for that. <laughs> and uh, you saw a Cub pitcher. Oh, that was recently. Yes. Uh, um, yes, he was. Oh, what was his name? <laughs> it was. I, it was at Milwaukee. 2020 against Milwaukee. It was, Alec, Alec Mills. It was Mills. Yes. All right. I, I was at uh, third base. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. One of the. One of the that just reminded me that I don't remember really any of that stuff is that uh, Jim Wolf was working the game for that perfect game, and uh, he came in and he goes, "I didn't even know it's a perfect game." <laughs> see, that's what that would be my next question. If, once you look up at the scoreboard and see a guy's got a no-no or, or certainly a, a perfect game, now that I can understand how that could get past you guys. You got enough to worry yeah. about without trying to count base runners, yeah. but. I would think that it would put you in more of a strike-calling mood. Maybe this is a question I need to ask you when you retire, but, man, I can't imagine being seven innings deep into a perfecto and you're behind the plate. Uh, I would tell you, I think, especially now, um, everything's recorded. So I don't want to just be the strike call. I want to just get it right. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not, oh, I want to call strikes. It's I don't want to miss a pitch. Every pitch that comes in is important. I don't want to miss a pitch. So if I were like to, to, your, to say, oh, strike-caller um, – Guess what's going to be the headline on that perfect game that I called eight pitches for you strikes. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that. You know, I don't want to be that way now. Um, old school guys. I, I, yes, that was, you know, I don't want to call you old or anything. You're, sure. you're, you're <laughs> none taken. <laughs> um, old school ways was be a strike caller. Um, now it's just get it right. Get it right. So, uh, speaking of strike callers and when you're on the bases, was that something that they told, that taught you down in, uh, uh, umpire school how to have a call how to sound mechanics are yeah. are the are day one um you got to look the part once you look the part you're halfway there mm-hmm. um and so yeah you got to have good mechanics you got to be sharp you got to be uh you, you don't walk anywhere you got to hustle you got to you know you, 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 that's that's it that's the that's once you get once you learned that part once your gig line straight your shoes are shined your hats on straight your shirts tucked in you uh 
you've got half of it, half the battle. Walking on the field, letting them see you that way, the way you walk, the way you, you know, that's, that's half the battle. So you talked a little bit about weather earlier. Um, at what point is in, well, you're the crew chief, so uh, yeah. perfect guy to ask. Yeah. At what point do you make a decision, draw a line? And at what decision, uh, what point does Major League Baseball come in, especially like if it's, for example, the last day of a series? How yeah. does that work? Yeah, there are lots of rules about that, that I have to pull the sheets out. If it's the last game of the series that these two meet, things like that. Um, the first thing is base, MLB is very involved. So they know before the game what which teams are weather that night and you are talking to the office about weather. So they basically run it. <laughs> um, but they don't get to run when it's uh, bottom of the fourth, one-run ball game, and we got weather coming down. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Chief comes in. And that's the hard part. That'll get you some gray, some, uh, some gray hairs. Because if that's not a complete game, um, the business side of that aspect, I wouldn't know the numbers, but I think it's probably a lot of money in the big leagues. So they need full games. And so it's hard to... Uh, it's my job to get a full game in. And so if we're in the bottom of the fourth, and it's, you know, fifth inning is a complete game. And so uh, 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 if you get five or, or more in. And so if we're, if we're in the fourth, four and a half with bases loaded and two outs and it's pouring rain, you know, those are hard decisions. Mm -hmm. Those are hard decisions to make. When you go to Kansas City, uh, do your friends and family come? And it's a little different watching an umpire because – you're going to get booed. If you were a player, it'd be all the sunshines and rainbows, but you're, you're an umpire. Do you encourage your family and friends to come to the game when yeah. they're close? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, they, they come to Kansas City whenever they can. I, you know, I've got three kids now and, uh, Caden and Cooper and Tegan. And, and so they have a lot of things going on. So they don't make a lot, you know, if, if I come to Colorado, cause actually Colorado's closer oh, okay, for yeah. me. You yeah. Know, they can come to Colorado. Um, you know, but they're old enough where they fly on their own now. Um, the kids are going to come to spring break on their own. Mom, mom decided to go with some teachers to, uh, Waco to the, to the construction people there that, uh, Chip and Joanna, you know, they're going to Chip and Joanna. So the kids are going to fly this year on their own, come to spring training. Um, yeah, if I'm in Kansas City, I have a ton of people after game one, for sure. You, you know, everybody sees that you're there and, uh, they, they want to come out to a game and, and yeah, they cheer the umpire on. It's pretty crazy, actually. Talking to Todd Tishner, Major League Baseball umpire, Kansas native, uh, getting ready for spring training, just like the guys are, just like the players are. Um, is there a most memorable game for you and or stadium? Or are they all pretty special because it's the big leagues? Yeah. Well, it is the big leagues. Um, so people ask me that all the time. What's your favorite, what's your favorite place? Well, growing up in Kansas, I like to be in San Diego. I've been in San Diego in July and, uh, it's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and notice I didn't say anything about the stadium. Stadium is beautiful too. It's the big leagues. History. Got to see, make sure you come to Boston. Got to make sure you come to Chicago Cubs. Got to see that history of, you know, the, of what's been through those stadiums. I, I tell people. And then, um, the sleeper city, um, working home plate, uh, behind Pittsburgh, um, to see that, uh, skylight of downtown Pittsburgh. It, uh, it's a sleeper city for me for how beautiful it is. Um, it's a pretty, pretty neat, uh, setup for us there. And then, uh, the most memorable, um, it's not even in the big leagues. It's spring training. Um, my, both my kids got to be my ball boy and bat boy one, uh, nice. a couple of springs ago. Uh, I, I befriended the guy who, uh, schedules them and, uh, they got to be, uh, my ball boy and bat boy. That was one of my funnest times. I'm going to guess this goes back to your rookie year when you, uh, first got called up thanks to the retirement of Bill Hahn. Is that right? That's when I got hired full-time in the big leagues. Looking back now, can you admit of being starstruck? 
your first year in the big leagues? And if so, maybe by whom? No, no. Um, by that time, the the fanatic. I'm not a fan. Uh, the fanatic is fan is short for fanatic, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not a fan. Um, if they take it out of you, um, I, I guess I'd be more starstruck to to see Tim McClellan. Uh, I got to work with him, sure. but uh, Tim McClellan was the George Brett uh, pine tar. That's right. Um, yeah. He, I just talked to him a couple days ago. I sent him a text. He was my chief for a couple times, and he's he, he's taught me a lot. So as a player, no, um, it's that's why you know uh, I get asked all, hey, can you get me an autograph? No, no, uh, no. no. <laughs> people, yeah. Some people don't understand that. No, yeah. they, we are coworkers, and I might have to eject that guy today and asking him to sign. Something. No, that's, it doesn't work that way. You know, we're, we're coworkers. So. Todd, thanks for dropping by. This uh, is a fascinating conversation. We've got a bunch of text on the text line that peels back the curtain a little bit. And like I said, maybe when you retire, we can really get into the nuts and bolts of some of the stuff that I was dying to ask you about. But uh, I know you got to toe the line a little bit, but it was really interesting to, to have you come by. It was a great visit. Appreciate I, you. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much, Kansas, uh, for being a fan of mine. Yeah, have it. a great year. All right. All right. Todd Tishner, Major League Baseball umpire, dropping by the studio today. When we come back, Lee Sterling will make some picks, Super Bowl props, 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 and more props. Lee, coming up next, 121. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Ready to dive into the ultimate summer experience in 2024? Look no further than Superpools. At Superpools, we believe every family deserves a slice of paradise, and it's our duty to make this process as seamless as possible for you and your family. So why wait? Call Superpools today at 316-880-3900 and let us turn your backyard into a stunning oasis. We still have a few spots left this winter, so lock in with us today. Superpoolsusa.com or 316-880-3900. Don't forget, we dig fun. Hello, this is Jeff from CBD American Shaman Derby. We can help you rediscover romance through natural elevation. Boost your endurance and satisfaction with our horny goat weed. It's our blue pill for him and her. Happy Valentine's Day. Life is better with the feather. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I to get started. Basketball fans, get ready. Sunrise Christian Academy, Visit Wichita, and the Wichita Sports Commission proudly present the second annual Air Capital Hoop Fest, February 15th and 16th at the Garvey Center on the Friends University campus. Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions as four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Teams in action include Sunrise Christian Academy, a local favorite, Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch Academy from Utah. Get your tickets today at visitwichita.com slash get-tickets. 
ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM is broadcasting live from Super Bowl Radio Row in Las Vegas. We'll be interviewing the biggest names in sports and entertainment, plus interviews with your favorite Kansas City Chiefs players and coaches. Super Bowl Radio Row coverage on ESPN Wichita is brought to you by Davis Liquor Outlet, neighborhood locations with superstore prices, and by Pinnacle Homes, building your trust. Visit them at RemodelersWichita.com. Welcome back. It's 124. Lee Sterling coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, it's a final from Huntsville. Your Shockers of Wichita State, softball that is, they knock off Stephen F. Austin 7-4. And I think think they got one more this afternoon, uh, maybe against Sam Houston. But anyway, they're off to a 1-0 start. Christy Bridbenner's bunch 7-4 to over Stephen F. Austin. So the softball season is underway. Baseball season about a week away. Coming up, uh, what do we got? A week week from today. U A L R Euler, Little Rock, to open the season down there. And then the baseball team goes to Jacksonville to play a bunch of heavy hitters down there, including Auburn, Iowa, and Virginia. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, then the baseball team will be back home first of March for their home opener. Then. Uh, thanks to everybody for weighing in on the text line or texting me personally. I don't mind. That uh, Todd Tishner uh, segment segments went uh, about like I thought. I knew I'd love it, and I'm glad you guys did too. A uh, lot, of, lot of good feedback. Thank you for all the questions. Couldn't ask all of them, um, but thank you so much for listening and offering your uh, suggestions and questions. Uh, Todd Tishner, appreciate his time for coming by too. not uh, really to me, the biggest takeaway uh, from talking to big league umpire is they don't get homestands and they literally live in the hotel. Uh, Sending it, you know, I'm keeping receipts for meal money, things like that. And bouncing from one city to another. And I guess after hearing myself say it, you're not going to stay, you're not going to stay for with one team on their particular homestand because you'd end up having to play it twice. And you're up, yeah. So three or four days in one place, and that's pretty much it. And any time off that they have is has been collectively bargained fairly recently. It didn't used to be that way that you'd get time off during the, the course of a season uh, being a big league umpire. But it was really good to talk to him. Uh, and I would imagine uh, I was partially tongue-in-cheek but partially serious he would be the guy to talk to once he retires because the stories I'm sure will be, would be epic. Uh, but got to be off the record now and got to be able to protect himself a little bit too. But yeah, the quest tech stuff and the K zone and things like that. I, I thought I followed him well enough to, for him to diplomatically say that some of the stuff that you see on TV, those boxes aren't necessarily the boxes that he gets judged by or, uh, graded on as far as balls and strikes are concerned that would be that'd be nerve-wracking to me because 
you know, I've, me and Jack have both been critical of some umpires in Royals games and screenshots and the Twitter uh, Twitter handle that's basically devoted to umpires calling balls and strikes in big league games. So, uh, anyway, we really appreciate Todd coming by and appreciate Zach, our uh, colleague here, for hooking up that interview. That's been uh, a couple of weeks in the making, and we finally got it to uh, got it to pay off. And Todd, it was even better that Todd was able to come by here him and his kid to uh, spend a little time here at Riverfront before he heads down to spring training and gets ready for the big league season. Uh, reminder, our Twitter question was brought to you by Wichita Furniture and Mattress, your number one f- uh, furniture store in Wichita with more choices, more brands, more selection, more style, all in one store. Go see why Wichita Furniture and Mattress is Wichita's number one f- uh, furniture store. Twitter question, of course, the culmination of the Twitter tournament. Um Movies that they would never make today. The final four are up right now at ESPN Wichita. Blazing Saddles holding a commanding lead. It was the number one overall seed. Blazing Saddles was, is, if you've ever seen it, you know why. Uh, it's getting 62.1% of the vote. Thanks to everybody for voting all week long. Um, Blazing Saddles outdistancing Porky's, Tropic Thunder, and Airplane. Coming up in just a little bit. I'm old Jack Young, and it's brought to you by Rock and Brews Casino Brayman. But before we get there, our last segment before the Super Bowl, and we jump on the hotline and talk to Lee Sterling, our good friend from ParamountSports.com. And Lee, I understand that someone very near and dear to you has quite a streak when it comes to correctly predicting one of the props in the Super Bowl. And isn't that part of the fun of the Super Bowl? Getting those prop bets in, huh? It is. It is. When you can start off with a win before the game, it calms <laughs> the nerves a little bit. So uh, she was actually home, my daughter Brooke, last year. And when she won it, I mean, I think her head almost hit the ceiling. She was so excited. So she's won nine straight. Why don't we start off there? Sure. So I gave her the assignment last Saturday. I said, Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem, and the over-under is 90 and a half. I called her probably about 12.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Did not hear from her. Usually I hear from her in about an hour. Didn't hear from her for, oh, at least five and a half, six hours. So when I finally heard from her, I said, did you have time to study? She goes, yeah, I've been studying the whole time. I'm like, what? She said, yeah. She said, there's 22 different YouTube videos of Reba McIntyre singing the National Anthem starting in 1976 at a rodeo. So she knows music. There's three of the last five years. It's gone over two minutes. So she loves Reba, says she's a storyteller, but she clips a lot of the ends of her phrases. Mm Mm-hmm. She feels, so my daughter, when she'll sing it, she sings it starting on a D. When Reba was singing, like in the 80s, she was a C. In the 90s, and two of those were when she sang the World Series in 97, 99, she started on a B. And starting, I think, in 2012, she's been, she starts on an A note. She said it's very tough, almost never done, where you'll start in an A note. Usually, if you start on an A, you end in an A. Okay. So she doesn't see her ending on a B or a C note and trying to stretch this thing out. She said she's comfortable who she is. She said she's going to go under 90 and a half seconds on the National Ooh. Anthem. 
Yep. Okay. Uh, some other props that you got your eyeballs on, uh, 49ers and Chiefs. What do you got for us? All right. So player props. Got, I, I believe that San Francisco is going to try to run the ball. I think they want to make sure they don't fall far behind like they did in Detroit and Green Bay. And if they do, they're going to be in trouble. So I like Debo Samuel, over 13 and a half rushing yards. I think they'll give him the ball three, four, five times, and he can gain 15, 20 yards in one carry. Brock Purdy, 247 and a half passing yards. The Kansas City Chiefs defense has not only not given up a 300-yard passer, they haven't given up 260 yards in a game. So we're going to go under 247 and a half there. If they run the ball, if it's like a 13 game, you know, we could have Purdy could have 80, 90, 100 yards passing. We could be sitting pretty. And then on the other side, uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, longest completion under 35 and a half yards. I like that one a lot. I, I don't think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to see much flying time. If he does, it's going to be third and long situations. So I'd go under. Seven and a half rushing yards. And here's a player prop for the Chiefs. I just think the Chiefs are so disciplined. I'm going to go under five and a half penalties for the game. I mean, they might call one or two holding penalties, but I mean, this is like a Don Shula team back in the 70s. They just are not going to beat themselves. The moment's not going to be too big for them. Only guy that scares you is Kadarius Toney. Don't want him on the field. He could end up with two or three penalties on his own. <laughs> well, you're, you're preaching to the choir down here, Lee, Lee yeah. Sterling, ParamountSports.com. We, uh, we selected uh, six or seven of them yesterday, just us at the station, as far as props go. Right. And one of, one of them was challenges. Who throws yeah. the first challenge flag, uh, Kansas City or San Francisco? You got a lean there? I, I would probably go with Kansas City. Okay. Okay, that's 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 my lean, but All right. you know that's not one that's not one of the the fifteen or twenty that I played, but um, <laughs> just think that if there's if 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 if, 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 if there's going to be a challenge, it's probably going to be Andy Reid. So here's another one with a it's not a player prop. It's uh, it'll take place during the game. Sun fun to watch. Obviously, got to include Taylor Swift in one. Sure. So. They have the number of appearances, times they'll show her from the start of the game to the end of the game at five and a half. Now, the only other, I wouldn't say it's similar, but time they would put up lines for something like this was like when Peyton was playing quarterback, how many times they'll show Eli or vice versa. And they would put up like two and a half, and you're like, oh, they got to show them three, four times. They would usually show them once. I think they're telling these cameramen, hey, if – we have a situation where Travis Kelsey has a huge catch, right. one-handed catch, or third and 15, and he makes a catch. Okay, that's when you show her. Or a touchdown. I can't see them showing her more than three or four times. I think five and a half is way, way too much. Five and a half does seem like a lot. Uh, Lee Sterling, yeah. ParamountSports.com, 129, 89, and 4 this year yep. in football. Uh, what can we expect at ParamountSports.com when it comes to Super Bowl and beyond here, Lee? So we're going to sell the game. We've won seven of the last ten years in the Super Bowl. And our prop wagers, we have 15 this year. Usually we're in the 10 to 12 range. 15 this year. We've won eight of the last ten years. You want to get – normally it's 197. We're going to give you the game, my prediction on the game, and the top 15 prop plays, just $97 paramountsports.com also for free 
How about this? We won four of the last five USC cards. I couldn't come up with five, six, or seven selections to sell. So I did find three selections for the USC. So I'm going to give them away for free, just my way, saying thank you for listening in. And you want to get a nice start. You know, I gave you the national anthem. Hopefully that cashes. And then you like some wagers here on Saturday night on the UFC card. Free, three free selections. Just go to ParamountSports.com where it says free pick sign up. Uh, on the homepage, when you scroll down, just put in your email address. We'll email you that about uh, 7 o'clock tonight. So my way of saying thank you, it's been a whole lot of fun uh, coming on the show each week with you during football season. And just remember, gamble responsibly, play what you can afford to lose, have some fun, and hopefully don't eat too much. What's, what's, on, the, what's on the menu? For the Super Bowl oh, typical fare. We're dips, uh, I think there's going to be a pizza involved. Uh, okay. Buffalo chicken dip, I think, is the big the big dip. No, um, no chicken wings, huh? No, no wings, not at this point, okay. but we still got a couple days, I guess, for that. Okay, uh, okay. We're if, usually, we usually go with the chicken wings, dip, and then we finish off with a key lime pie. Yeah, see, I like key lime pie, too. I'm a man after yeah. my own heart right there. Hey, if you don't mind, scroll down a little further at ParamountSports.com if you know you're going to want to bet uh, NFL and college football, you guys have an early bird special. If you know you're going yep. to do it, you might as well get in now because it's really right, yeah. cheap. It's normally fourteen ninety seven. We will have an early bird like in June, eleven ninety seven. You can get in right now for nine ninety seven. So we've had 40 more winners and losers this year, and that's great. But on our biggest plays, we rate them from 10 to 50 units. On our 35 to 50 unit plays, we're 12 and 5. So it's really like going uh, – uh, having almost 50 more winners and losers on the year. Not many people can do that. Just one place. Uh, everyone have fun this weekend, ParamountSports.com. Lee, enjoy the game. Enjoyed the football season yet again, and I always do. Appreciate you, my friend. Okay, you too. Take care. All right, ParamountSports.com, Lee Sterling. Coming up next, I'm old, Jack's young, and do you want a Valentine, uh, Valentine's Day that will rock your world? Uh, of course you do. Head down I-35 Rock and Brews Casino Bremen, where love and luck meet. Stop in for a rockin' dinner for two. Ribeyes, snow crab, potato salad, and New York cheesecake, all for just 60 bucks when you head down to Rock and Brews only on February 13th. So next Tuesday, February 13th from 3 to 9, Love doesn't stop there, though. Don't forget, win big and have fun. Your love story is waiting for you at Rockin' Brews Casino Bremen off I-35 and exit 231. Short drive, big wins. I'm old Jack Young. Next. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, battery trouble? You might just need a fresh charge, and we can take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. 
That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and soon you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a deal on Seagram 7 1.75 liters, just $19.99. And Yellowtail 1.5 liters, only $9.99. Davis Liquor Outlet. Each store independently owned and operated. Neighborhood locations with superstore pricing. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet. What a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Laughing at me. Absolutely no one knows me better. I like this song. No I do too. I know. Feel so good. And it's in that Reba like realm. Yeah, it's a group. I know that. Yeah. Everybody, everybody said we never this is a toe tapper, Jack. That was my intention. Job well done. Jack Jump, 141. Uh, yeah, it feels like a group for sure. It is. And this particular person is kind of easy on the eyes if you're into that. <laughs> I, I That's such a good song. I got to urge the question, though. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen a country music artist, female, that is that not wasn't? easy on the eyes? Mm. I mean, let's be honest. It's a part of it's part of the industry. Like, if you're a really good singer, you're usually uh, a good-looking person or woman. Like a man or a woman doesn't matter. It's what about all walks of musical life? Yeah, is there any anybody that has a great female voice that's ugly? I I mean, maybe it's a big big industry, but it's like that's why we're in radio here. We we can be ugly mugs and nobody will know because they don't know. I was in a choir class, and I mean, they weren't all lookers. Well, they didn't all have radio <laughs> contra- uh, you know, recording contracts. Either. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Zach's over here to my left. Yeah, he spoiled it for me, so I'm not going to guess. a lot of pressure on me. Yeah. He's, he's got it. He's going to cheat for me if I ask him to. He already oh. spoiled it for me. Is it... Uh, is it... A- one word or two? Uh, one. But could be two if could you be. separate. Could be, yeah. Yep. That make it Sugarland. You would be correct. Oh wow, Zach was and wrong. Zach would have been wrong. Yeah, he yeah. said a little big town. Oh, see, that's, that's the common so. misperception too. Uh-huh. They sound 
very similar. Although Sugarland is a female and a, why am I saying a man and a woman? I don't need to say female <laughs> and male. It's not like it's science class over here. Right. It's a man yeah. and a woman. Little big town is girl. two girls, two guys, and then Lady Annabellum or Lady A's. They're now called one girl, two guys. They all sound is, somewhat uh, intertwined. Very similar. Little Big Town sing the day drinking song. Day drinking and Boondocks. Look, yep. Yeah. Boondocks kind of sucks. Oh, is it a song about day drinking or a song that you pontoon sing while you're day drinking? Also, no, it's about day drinking. Yeah. Oh, that's all about pontoon drinking. as well. That's another lake song. Ah, that's a that's a good one. My favorite is Lady A, Lady Antebellum. They have the most most yeah. bangers, How most do you toe differentiate? tappers. Differentiate. They're all the same. I know, isn't it? and then you also have Band Perry, who had "If I Die Young." <laughs> oh my God! Yes, mm. yeah. yeah. So they're all, right. I've gotten all of them mixed up at one point in time. The one, the the I, "If I Die Young" song, that's my probably least favorite song of all time from the band, oh. just in general. And yeah, well, because you got beat over the head. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And see, exactly. we've asked that question yeah. before. Maybe Shane needs or uh, Chance needs to answer this question. We asked if you were a star, a music star, would you rather have one hit that is, you know beat over the head over and over again that eventually people hate your song but you make millions off that one song or would you rather be that artist that has like 10 or 15 meh songs you may make the same amount of money but when they say like who sings that song and they're like oh chance lebo you're like who who is that but you don't <laughs> get criticized one, for that. I mean, so you'd want to have the bot but then eventually i'd rather be the hero the and see myself turn into the villain what's okay. isn't that the batman quote live long enough to see yourself become the villain that's uh that's the van perry right there but yeah, I would definitely rather have the one song that everybody hates because they used to love it so much. You don't want to tour the country and be in state fairs into perpetuity? <sighs> that is Money good. coming in all the time. Yeah. If you only got one song, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And you'll get booked. No. You'll be openers for people because of that one song yeah, for right. years. Oh, yeah. well, years. Not, opener and you get an early bedtime. <laughs> sing it at the beginning <laughs> yeah. and in the middle and then the encore. Is yeah. that, it's that song too. I've oh. heard... Uh, so. This is a weird poll here, but you know Mike Posner had him. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Oh, you don't. Okay, yes, let me. He's the. Uh, he had. I took a pill in Ibiza song. He also has uh, "Cooler Than Me." If you know that song, yeah. it was a radio bop for years. His song oh, yeah. "I Took a Pill okay. in Ibiza" is about the sadness he had after making "Cooler Than Me" because it was like his hit, and he There's never like an could make another gap. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm now yeah. known as the guy that." It's. I think there's a part in the song, a lyric that's. I'm now the memory of a pop song people forget. And so yeah. it's like, okay, there's I'm sure people if they like and it was his first song, like he hit the the top. He hit the gold mine in his first song and he's like, man, it's only it's all smooth sailing from here and then never really hit another uh, top song until I took a pill in Ibiza. Today's February 9th. Right? Yes, and it is. February 9th. Easy day for birthdays. Jack is going to run the table. Let's Go hope. ahead and call his shot for him. Turning 48, Vladimir Guerrero. Papa Vladdy. I, you know, I, I saw this tweet the other day, the longest home runs in each ballpark, and the Royals one is Jonathan Scope off Johnny Cueto, 486 Whoa. off the Hall of Fame in left field. I know, it makes no sense, right? Whoa. But I'm convinced I actually saw the longest one before the StatCast era, and it was Vladimir Guerrero. It was before the new Hall of Fame was there, and his ball cleared the left field foul pole by probably 100 or 200 feet, it felt like. Like, height, not, lit, not yeah, distance. Right. I have never seen a ball leave the, the field uh, that quickly. One of uh, Rex Hudler's best one-liners, uh, 
talking about Vlad Guerrero, he said, from his nose to his toes, that's how Vlad goes. Yep. 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 True. Um, you think Todd Tishner would have been a bad guy to ask what's the longest home run you've ever seen? I think he's got the blinders See, on and I doesn't think, really care, doesn't no, remember? I think you have From to home plate, I feel like all of them look the exact same. I mean, they kind of all look the exact. I mean, if they clear by a lot, they clear by a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I feel next like time. you'd know sound next, next and time. just the way the fielders move. I mean, there's mm. been some tape measure shots. Or that. the fact that they don't move. Yeah. <laughs> the left fielder not moving is the ultimate sign of disrespect, by the way. I actually just, while he was on, I looked up, you know, I typed in Todd Tishner and just to see mm-hmm. what would pop up there. And I forgot he was the umpire for the Phillies-Padres game. I think it was the NLDS, the year the, the Phillies went to the World Series. And it was the check swing on Jerks and Profar. And Profar got ejected by Tishner because he threw his bat in his direction and his helmet and kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would have been my question. Like, loud Philly crowd, of course, that erupts yeah. after he ejects oh. him. It was one of those immediate ones, too. Like, the minute he tossed his bat and helmet, boom, out of here. Kind of like, like Schwarber with uh, Angel yes. Hernandez. Oh, he yeah. Throws his bat One down. of the best tantrums of all time. That was great. And took him no time at all to get to well, it. Well, yeah, it was the thing. It was, it was the last strikeout. It was the last out of the game, yeah. so he could have gotten ejected and it mm-hmm. wouldn't have mattered. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Smith is 55. Couple of Jimmy Smiths I know. I remember a Jimmy Smith uh, for the Ravens, right, Colorado. But this can't be him. Um, there was definitely a Jimmy Smith for the Ravens. I he was a really great cornerback. He played in the Big Twelve for okay, Colorado. Okay, wrong Jimmy Smith. I'll give you that. I'll, uh, but this has to be. He's not fifty five. He's probably in his thirties or maybe early forties. I bet it's still thirties. Uh, this Jimmy Smith, though, I think if I remember right, the Jags wide receiver. Really good fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, Jimmy Smith. I was in the Fred Taylor, Mark Brunel era. David Garrard. Yes, former ECU great. John Cruck, 63. I actually like John Cruck as a broadcaster oh, for a little yeah. bit. He was funny, but also a really funny player. Put his batting helmet on backwards and facing yeah. Randy Johnson in the yeah. All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, that's his uh, kind of claim to fame. Do you know why he retired? <laughs> it's a funny reason, isn't it? It is. It's actually a classic, like, oh. chef's kiss reason. <laughs> Let's hear it. He got a hit to get to 300 for his career. Quit that day. <laughs> How old was he then? I'm not sure. He I get think to 300? I mean. His average at 300. Oh, got and his average to 300. Yeah, I thought I, it was like. I almost wonder, because I know White I brought Sox, this movie. Yeah. Uh, Mr. 3000, I feel like, oh. has to be loosely based I love that movie, so don't slander it, Chance. Oh, no, I, keep my I, mouth shut. I oh. haven't seen all of it. I've seen you know bits and pieces it's of it. It's not up there with the best, but I, I love no. Bernie Mac. And it's not the worst. Love, no, yeah, Bernie it's Mac's not great. The worst. Yeah. Um, but I remember it has to be loosely based on Cruck because he gets his 3,000th hit and at like age 35 or 6, and he's like, I'm done. I got mine. I'm retired. Uh-huh. So I wonder that was, that was if John Cruck was loosely based off it. I got mine. I'm done. You, it's a nice round number. I'm in the 300 club for my career. It's the uh, Magic Johnson. Oh, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. <laughs> Mookie Wilson, 72. Uh, former Met. Anything else? Uh, he scored, uh, or no, he had the the hit, the Buckner between yep. the legs. Ray hit Knight. The ball between mm-hmm. Buckner's yep. legs. Yep. Ray Knight scored. I always forget if it was Ray Knight or Mookie Wilson that hit it, and then I flip flop the two all the time who yeah. scored and who hit it. Mookie hits left handed and is black. Yes. Ray Knight hits right-handed and is a Caucasian. Make a mental note. Same day, same year, Danny White. 
uh, former cowboy, right? That's right. Yes. And you hear him every Sunday here on the channel. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys analyst. Vince Papali, 78. Uh, invincible. Wow. 78? Told you it was easy. Bill Vec, born on this day, now dead. Uh, yeah. So have I told? <laughs> I've told you this, right? Yes, you have. Yeah. Yes. Um, Tell us again. Yeah. Well, not only a White Sox legend, um, also my girlfriend's great grandfather. Yes. So <laughs> that I found out just out of the blue. She, like was she like, never yeah, thought my... to bring that up, like at the very beginning of your. Well, she was just like, well, because it's. Uh, she was like my mom's. So her mom's mom, her grandma, was like uh -huh. one of nine kids that Bill Vec had. So it was like okay. a, a lot of kids involved. And she was like, yeah, my my great grandpa was like the owner of the White Sox, and and I was like, oh, I, like it came up in passing, and then like later down the road, so like, yeah, my mom's maiden name was Vec, and I was like, Vec, I'm like, wait a minute, didn't you tell me that? <laughs> Your great grandpa. She's like, yeah, great grandpa Bill. Bill and I was like, yeah. oh my god. And I was like, oh, fitting. It's the White Sox. But he's the guy that sent up the uh, <laughs> vertically challenged guy to pinch hit. And mm -hmm. He's the guy that had disco demolition. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, had the yeah. T-shirt. Oh, it was man. called um, Hawaiian shirt Bill, something yeah, like that. Probably yeah. something he used to wear all the kind of like um, oh, why am I already blanking on his name? Bill Walton. <laughs> have the, oh right. Have the the Hawaiian shirts on all the time. Yeah, pretty yeah. much unbuttoned. Came a regular. Yep. Naval. You know. Uh, here's kind of a trick question, but you need to know. Born on this day, now dead. Vic Wirtz. Hmm. Dang. This is a uh, this is this is bonus. I won't count this against you, but how old would he have been, or is he still alive? He he checked out at the age of uh, 58 oh. back in 1983. He hit the ball that Willie Mays made the over the oh. shoulder catch about nine miles from home plate. Vic Wirtz hit the ball. So, yeah, Nothing would cat. piss me off more. Oh, than... my God. That's a sure triple. <laughs> and got a hold of that one. Ran it down, yeah. You think a diving catch would piss you off? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you know what? Since we're on it, you know that catch by Jim Edmonds? at oh, yeah. uh, That was a better catch than Willie Mays. You want a See, hot take? Um, I would say difficulty-wise in terms of his position, yes, but I also think like I'm I'm more not a bad route he just was slow. Like oh, I've okay. always thought it was more impressive for instance I've always used comparison like back in 2014 and 15 I've always believed Kane didn't win a gold glove then cuz he ran down everything. Like nothing yeah. mm -hmm. was like oh my god I've never seen a catch. He was just fast enough to catch yeah. up to it whereas like some of the slower guys like Kevin Pillar would like scale the wall <laughs> and make these incredible catches cuz yeah. he was 5 foot 8 and he couldn't put run. his life on the line. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> that I guy, that Edmonds catch like I I sure as hell couldn't catch it diving backwards but I would say, like, Willie Mays, not camped under it, but he's gliding, I'm sure. Mm, I'm yeah. sure he's gliding. Yeah. Kevin Pillar would run a shallow cross into a linebacker and not feel a thing. That guy risks his life for every ball in a gap. It's incredible. Him and Kevin Kiermeyer are the two guys Aaron that... Rowland. He Rowan, didn't exactly yeah. pay attention to the warning track no, either. No, no. Dying on this day, two years ago, Jeremy Giambi. Wow. Man. Get down. Get this down. Fun? Um, <laughs> and also, 
very underrated. Like, it was so funny in the movie. They portrayed him. I mean, he was not great off the field, right? They bring up all the, the Vegas and the strip club yeah. stuff. But, like, shoot, you go look up the numbers. There's definitely a big reason why they Jeremy were looking at Jeremy got him. on base. He got on base. More than on. I mean, he, he was great. And that's why they kind of overshadowed that trade, right? Like, in obviously, Art Howe and... They overreact to it. It's like, well, they had every right to. He was hitting like three something. Yeah, guys hitting four hole for us. <laughs> yeah. You're Can't killing this team. <laughs> you are killing this team. Also dying on this day, Hank Bauer. Uh, former Yankee. That's right. Yes. Eight-time world champion. Mouth full of Twinkie. I'll tell him. You want me to tell Jeremy? Can we tell Jeremy, too? I'll, I'll tell, tell him. him. Yeah, Shane was like, what do I lead off with my show today? And I said, can't start paying you. There you go. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Didn't know exactly what to lead well, off with. And I am starting can't start first. <laughs> can't start Pena. He plays for Detroit now. You traded Pena. Uh, we're out of time. Otherwise, we... Jeremy's gone, too. Kept going. Do <laughs> <laughs> you agree with this? 100%. 100%. You want this open, or... We should just do a table read on one of our shows during July or something that. when there's We've no sports that going on. That. We've got that in the future. A two-hour table read sure. of Moneyball. <laughs> Print out some scripts, will you, Chance? Uh. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. For Chance and Jack, I'm Shane. Talk to you again on Monday, but Jack's going to stick around and bring you the pulse next. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage.